Devin, I only bought this dress so you could take it off. Gab, our parents are listening. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Dorothea from Evermore. Ah, yes, Dorothea. Uh. Ah. And today, we are discussing the song Dress from Reputation. Our final Reputation D. And our final D. Yeah. The final D song. Holy moly. Oh, I'm moving through the alphabet. Moving Moving on up. Dress is the 12th track on Reputation. Reputation was released on November 10th, 2017, and this song was co-written by none other than Jack Antonoff. Oh, our guy. (laughs) Our guy, we love him so much. This song has been performed live 53 times, all of them being on the Reputation World Tour back in 2018. We knew that we couldn't cover Taylor's first song to be named after an article of clothing (laughs) without the fashion expert herself. We are pleased to welcome Sarah, also known as Taylor Swift Style, back to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hey, guys. So glad to be back. Yeah, we figured with dress, we needed to call in the reinforcements. Yes. (laughs) You simply had to. It's right there. It's right there in the title. (laughs) Exactly. So since we covered Sarah's Taylor origin story on our Dear John podcast, we're going to jump right into today's podcast. If you haven't heard Dear John, please go back and listen to it. It's pretty good. It's a really it's good, good one. one. I mean, I'm biased, but I think it was a pretty great episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> so Sarah, we're going to jump right in. What do you think about the song Dress? So context. Let's paint a picture. I can vividly remember exactly where I was when the track list for this album came out. It came out only a few days prior to the album actually being released. Taylor posted it on her Instagram and I was sitting on a beach in Waikiki celebrating my 25th birthday on a solo trip. I'm just forever going to associate reputation with that time in my life. I was like exploring tropical beaches on my own blissfully eating poke on deserted little pockets of the island. It was pretty fantastic. And it was a really great album to just accompany that little journey. But anyway, seeing that track listing, I was just immediately drawn to dress as a song and title because how could I not? It was named after a piece of clothing. And tangentially, I write a blog about clothing. (laughs) So naturally, I was very intrigued. But like the song itself, I love this song so much. The tiny Swiftian details that make a song truly Taylor is all over this song. The wine being spilled in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. The entire bridge, which is one of my favorite bridges of Taylor's ever. The songwriting patterns that she employs like to like kind of associate with this particular relationship. The notes about gold that head rush of flirtation, the undeniable chemistry with somebody, and also just feeling so protective of this particular relationship as something that just exists for the two of them alone and opinions of others not mattering. So I just love that consistency in storytelling and how it's layered here. And we get a fashion metaphor to boot. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's perfect. (laughs) 
What about you, Devin? Oh, it's it's so good. So again, to let everybody know, I didn't see Reputation, and during the Reputation era, I was not really a Swifty. <laughs> I know. So I'm still like trucking along to get into really like into Reputation, and I'm I'm getting there. And today, I listened to this song I think 25 times while <laughs> I was doing the research. It's an earworm, that's for sure. Every single time, I was like. How have I not listened to this song more? This song is so good. How have I not listened to this more? And so as I kept listening to it, I was like, oh, right, because Jack Antonoff has his hands on it. And of course, now I, I, you know, I'm a big Jack Antonoff stan, as we all know, (laughs) and I can't not enjoy this song. First of all, right off the bat, that little synth at the very beginning, there's like this, and then she goes into the lyric. It sounds like a zipper getting unzipped. Hmm. Wow. It totally sounds like a zipper of a dress getting unzipped. I listened to it 25 times Um, and I was like, oh my God, what? So I don't know if if you guys agree or if you listen to it and you're like, oh no, that's just a synth. But to me, it totally sounds like a zipper. And I'm like, dress, there it is. Mm -hmm. I I think that I hadn't listened to this too much because you haven't listened to it too much. Or with you. Or with me, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, It's also towards the end of the album. And so it was definitely something that hadn't really come up on my playlists very often. But when I do listen through rep on uh, Shuffle or whatever, when it gets to this song, I'm like, okay, yeah, this song exists again. Yes. Okay, let's keep it. So anyway, it's now hopping up into my more listened to. Like you said, the second verse when she sings, I'm spilling wine in the bathtub, you kiss my face and we're both drunk. That that quick rhyme scheme that brings us to the bridge later. It's like a little hinting of the bridge in the bit when she gets into her bleached hair and, mm. and, the, and everything. So, so good. And then, like you said, that bridge is just wild. Yeah. It's just so good. And then finally, that last time she goes into the chorus when, and everything just stops. And then, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the concert because I didn't didn't get to go see it. But on the Netflix special, when the lights go out, when she she says stop and the whole crowd just goes absolutely insane. (sighs) The theatrics. So So good. (laughs) And then then just quickly, I don't know what the two of you think about this, but the dancers in the background of that song with the big like wings we have i have info on oh, you that do? in gossip gap and okay. i assume sarah might say something about that as well so okay we'll get to it okay cool I shall. <laughs> cool so long story short this song is fire it slaps i'm using all the lingo that all the kids use it's really good I, and i am going to be listening to it Pretty often now. So what about you? I mean, undoubtedly, I think Dress is Taylor's sexiest song. And I think the reason that, A, you hadn't heard me listen to it much or I hadn't listened to it just like walking around is because, I don't know, sometimes I can be like bashful Mm. or like even like, I don't know, like in the car listening, maybe a bit of a prude at Mm. times. And I feel like I don't always give this song all the credit it deserves because I don't listen to it necessarily around all sorts of people. Sure, sure. So I think that, like, listening to it again over and over, like, this song is so good. It's so good. And it's so catchy, and it's extremely well-written. Like, it's such a well-written Taylor song. Yeah. I would agree with both of you and argue with our listeners if they disagree. This is one of her best bridges. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. For sure. We did a best bridge bracket during Death by a Thousand Cuts? or uh, during, no, Cruel during Cruel Summer. Summer which Cruel is a bridge Summer, that we love. That bridge is just wild. So good. And that's this bridge only got voted for once. It only got voted for once, what? yeah. 
I was asked on the Taylor Swift Style Questions blog to list my top 10 Taylor Bridges, and this okay. is on there. It's on yeah. that oh, yeah. list. Oh, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. It's like, it's so detailed. It's so deep. It tells a whole story. Oh. I believe, I believe all too well that bridge is the one that won, I believe. It, I yeah. mean, fair. Fair. Is, it is really fair. good. People have an emotional connection <laughs> I mean, to it. We've yes. actually, we've actually, since doing anything of brackets or whatever that have all too well in it, like if it's a track five bracket or if it's, right. you know, a song off of red bracket, yeah. we have to literally say, okay, we're, we know all too well is the best. <laughs> so every other song, it's going to, yeah. what, what would it be? Like the <laughs> we best have to song have like a fighting, you have to give a yeah. fighting chance to other right. things in the category. It was just so exactly. overwhelmingly in favor of all too well that we're just like, okay guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people sleep on this bridge. So yeah. everyone, you need to go back and listen to this bridge because it is so good. We're going to have a dramatic reading of the dress bridge by Gabrielle. Flashback to when you met me, your buzz cut and my hair bleached. Even in my worst times, you could see the best of me. Flashback to my mistakes, my rebounds, my earthquakes. Even in my worst light, you saw the truth of me. I woke up just in time. Now I wake up by your side. My one and only, my lifeline. I woke up just in time. Now I wake up by your side. My hands shake. I can't explain this. Ah, ah, ah. I mean, like, damn, girl. Like, (laughs) really? Snaps for Gab. It's beautiful. It's emotional. Like, Joe must be a fantastic lover. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yes, pun intended. Lover. There are just so many vivid images mm. in this song, which you both mentioned, but I'm spilling wine in the bathtub. You kiss my face and we're both drunk. Like, you can see it. It's like it's like a movie in her lyrics. You can, mm. like, see that moment as they're, like, laughing, joking, loving each other, falling in lust, whatnot, and then made a mark on me a golden tattoo. It's mm. just like... Such a fantastic image and such a Taylor image too with her use of golden Mm -hmm. and then tattoo like in Cardigan where she talks about you'd linger like a tattoo kiss. Mm -hmm. It's just very Taylor and her equating golden to this type of love Mm -hmm. and to Joe. It's these relatable specific type of images that makes Taylor's song so much better than so many other people's. Yeah. And makes this sexy song on another level than just your standard someone else artist, mm-hmm. other artist sexy song. Totally. You know, she takes it and it's not just like these like smooth like beats that you're like, oh, that's sexy. It's also like, look at these images and you can t- hear the story, relate to the story, connect to it. Yeah. And I think that's like so special. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like just a single flavor sexy song, but what makes it a Taylor Swift sexy song is those additional metaphorical layers and Mm -hmm. that common thread of storytelling that she's able to weave not just in this song but through multiple songs about this kind of relationship and how that just ties in neatly to the rest of her discography dress dress is good it's it's really good i've been sleeping on it two things to what you said Mm -hmm. first of all the idea of golden being here again and that she sees this love as golden and we've talked about it in daylight we've talked about it with a bunch of the lover songs is that it's very interesting that it's used in this song because it still shows that that pure love like deep 
love that she has for Joe can still be full of desire and Mm -hmm. passion. And that it doesn't have to be just this single, like, oh, I'm in love with Joe. It can also be like, oh boy, Joe and I, like, we, like, it, we're very sexy. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's passion, there's desire. And that I think is the juxtaposition with Golden and Tattoo, like you said, Mm -hmm. is it makes it a little bit more like, like daring and like, yeah, like, like, you know, mischievous. Well, and Joe might not be a red love to her. He's a golden love, right. but that doesn't mean that there isn't passion. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Devin. Oh. How do you relate to dress? I can't relate to this song in a literal sense because <laughs> I have never had a dress that I would take off for somebody. Really? The closest thing to that <laughs> and the most memorable dress that I've ever worn was when I played an ugly stepsister in a production of Cinderella. <laughs> And I don't think anybody wanted me to take that dress off Mm. when I was an ugly stepsister. So I had like this crazy red beehive wig on and we were singing, you know, that song from from Cinderella. What 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 did I do with a girl like that? A girl like that. That song. So that is the only time, well, I've, I've worn a couple of dresses other times for shows and stuff, but that's the most memorable. And my dad came to see it and was totally embarrassed by me the whole time because <laughs> I like was still in character afterward and we would do like a meet and greet with the kids because it was a children's theater show. Oh my God. And my dad was there and I like ran up to him and I was like, oh, hello, dad, hello. And he was just You so, were anyway. committed to the character. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. to the scene. Exactly. And actor. That is the most memorable dress I've so ever So it wasn't worn. a sexy dress. It wasn't a sexy mm. dress. No, it was this really disgusting blue dress. But <laughs> um, I digress. The indentation in a shape of you mm. is something that I can very much relate to because in our bed, there are literally two like indentations <laughs> where we sleep because we have a mattress topper and literally like we fit into the into the mattress <laughs> shape. I can relate to that pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, totally. Um, but then um, otherwise, yeah, this song isn't very relatable for me, but it is a, it, it slaps. What about you, Sarah? I mean, as like an aside, it just made me realize that that particular line reminds me of Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer mm. because there's a line, I love the shape you take when crawling towards the pillowcase, which is also kind of spicy. But anyway. Yeah. Very spicy. Yes. Just a little lyrical parallel. One of the things I love most about this song and what really solidifies that connection to the listener for me is how it, it sounds exactly like the subject matter is Mm -hmm. there's a lot of build-up and then tension and nervousness and release and the pre-chorus which i won't do as dramatic of a reading as gab did but (laughs) all of this silence and patience pining and anticipation my hands are shaking from holding back from you. The way it's delivered sonically is the exact feeling and emotion that it's describing. And Taylor also evoking the work of a historic gay dance pioneer during the tour version performance of the song also just really strikes a personal nerve with me. It was just excellently well done. To kind of piggyback on that, on it feeling like what it is and the song feels like it to me it kind of sounds and i think jack antonoff did a really cool thing with this is that all the production of the song feels very much in the background 
like very much like it's on the CD player in the background of the room while Taylor is literally singing right to you. Mm. And so it's like, for lack of a better term, baby making music in the background, you know, and Taylor is here singing about all of these things and feelings. It feels very intimate. Yeah. Like very, very intimate and that she's just singing it to to us, you know, which I think is a really cool thing that Jack was able to produce it that way and like make the background music you know in the background how do you relate i mean i find this song highly relatable (laughs) both of our parents listen to this podcast so i'm just gonna leave it at very relatable sure but i will say on the more emotional side a line that i really love is even in my worst light you saw the truth of me i Mm. think it's just it's a really beautiful thing when you meet someone who sees you for you like knows the truth of who you are and i think that that was even more powerful for Taylor, given how public her life was at that moment and how all of her mistakes were just out in the public eye and, like, being seen for who you are. Mm. And I think that's, like, really special and part of why I just, like, love this song so much because it's sexy and it's intimate, but it's also so vulnerable Mm. about what that means to her. I love that line. I mean, even, like... I can sometimes be like a total bitch and like you still know who I am and you can you can see the truth of me and you can understand maybe why I'm why I'm acting one way or even when someone's mad at me you know like the underlying issues or whatever is mm. happening and mm-hmm. yeah I just think it's a special lyric. Yeah. Yeah, and I think her love with Joe is obviously extremely special. Very special. Yeah. And golden. And golden. Well, now we get to the segment of... She's got that I, I'm still not over it. I'm truly, <laughs> I'm truly still not over it. Piggybacking on what Gab just said, thank you so much for the excellent segue. One of my favorite things about this song is the way that it evokes an immediate image in your mind to fashion and further to that relating fashion to intimacy and being vulnerable. What's really interesting about the relationship Taylor is portraying here is being really genuinely afraid of fully feeling all of the emotions and the potential that this relationship could hold, how real it could be, being afraid of commitment, feeling scared about how it could possibly end, or all the things that could go wrong, but also acknowledging the inevitability of the relationship and like succumbing to that. And in a literal sense, the imagery of the dress here is obviously wearing a dress that you would imagine looking good on someone's bedroom floor. (laughs) (laughs) But in a symbolic sense, to me, It feels like investing in the feelings of a relationship and giving someone else permission almost to undo you and Mm. to be open and vulnerable with someone for really the first time in a long time. And you're only in this for this person in particular to be the one to truly see them. And the dress is the symbol of that. She only bought this dress for this person to take Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. There's so much about this song that depicts finally letting your guard down. And that includes like the physical as well as the emotional armor that we've built up around ourselves to protect ourselves from real connection. And that's just really distilled in the concept of a dress being the fashionable wall you put up between yourself and the world and really letting someone in, especially because we saw 
how much Taylor communicates where she's at in life with her fashion and with her aesthetic. Each of her eras is very clearly defined by the fashion. And so it's really interesting seeing how she's brought the concept of the dress and the concept of the armor that she wears into this particular relationship and epitomizing that metaphor in this song when yeah, dresses and femininity have played such a huge role in her life and in her career and in her songs and how fashion has also been able to be portrayed to like aesthetically bridge off each of those relationships or each of those eras. And this song just brings it all together. And I mean, when I think about the dress and dress, what kind of comes to mind for me is like a Princess Diana smoking hot, like black little mm-hmm. black dress revenge mm-hmm. dress taylor coincidentally used to wear a lot of really hot little black dresses when she went on dinner dates with calvin harris in los angeles but that's the kind of dress i personally picture and a part of me does wish that there was an exact dress that she wore in public that we could point to as the definitive dress and dress but it's almost nice that there are no descriptors for the dress. So it's kind of up to the listener to conjure up that thought of their own of what that seductive but vulnerable dress would look like. Yeah. Yeah. The dress I picture, which I know is not the dress, but I think it's because it's one of the sexiest things she's ever worn, is the dress she wore. I don't know if it was to the premiere or it was something having to do with the Fifty Shades movie with the where I I don't want to live forever it's like black and off the shoulder it was yeah an Italian Versace gown that she wore to the Golden Globes in 2019 Golden Globes yes okay and it is so sexy and it's got the lacing it's black off the shoulder Mm. and so that dress is the one I picture but obviously like that was for an event I know that she didn't just buy and wear that dress for Joe I mean I can picture it it's sexy it's hot I definitely go black, too, in my head. Like, a black dress, for sure. For me, it's definitely a black dress. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that just shows, again, Taylor's way of letting all of us relate in our own way is by making the dress not specific. Exactly. Yeah. And so the listeners can just put on whatever dress they want it to be. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and see like, oh, wow, like, okay, so I think of this or I think of that. And so that's another really cool thing that Taylor does. Yeah, or think of experiences in their own life mm-hmm. where they're like, well, that's kind of something sexy. My partner might like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. Fans who attended the Reputation Secret Sessions reported that Taylor's parents were apparently very uncomfortable listening to this song and sometimes left the room when it was played. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so even though, I think for me what it is, as as the bashful one of the group, it's the ha, 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 you know, mm. those where you're like, oh, oh, this is personal. Ooh. So I could imagine her parents <laughs> listening to it would could feel that yeah, way. Yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> During the Reputation album release party at iHeartRadio, Taylor said, This song was one of those things where almost every line is something that I came up with like a year before. And then when I was writing this song, I just cherry picked. And I was like, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like that. (laughs) And I was really proud of the hook of this because it sounds like a pickup line, yet it is a love song about deep and tender feelings. 
Mm. Which I thought was interesting that she said that. Because I know Taylor has like a journal where she keeps lines of songs she likes. And it's interesting that she had these lines and she's kind of like strung them together. <laughs> and made this incredible song. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool oh, that she's, she's Taylor a can do that where most people probably can't. So when Dress was performed live during the Reputation tour... Taylor had, and I'll need some of Sarah's help with this, Taylor had a costume change where she would put a sheer black dress over her sparkly bodysuit. Right, right, right. So before she performed the song, she said the following to the audience. As I was walking through the crowd, I could not help but notice you guys did not come to play, and you did not come in regular outfits tonight. You are in ensembles, you're in costumes, you're wearing crowns with snakes around your neck, and your face covered in glitter, with lyrics all over your arms, with 13s on your hands. You guys are absolutely incredible, and I'm really feeling like I need to get on your level. Because you guys seem to be dressing in correspondence with lyrics from the songs. Am I correct in about that? (laughs) So I think what I should do now is wear a dress to play a song called Dress. What do you think about that? (laughs) Love that. I love it. And Sarah, I want to know from your fashion expertise, what did you think about this sheer overlay dress that she performed? So the dress and the leotard were both custom by Jessica Jones, who does a lot of Taylor's custom costuming. Uh, She's worked with Jessica Jones for a few years, and Jessica Jones also worked with Taylor on a bunch of lover costumes as well. What I thought about it was that actually a TSSer brought it to my attention recently. I do this thing called TSS predictions, where I do my best to both imagine realistically what I think Taylor would wear at a lot of momentous events, but also kind of blended with what I would want her to wear. So it's kind of that mix of like, this is realistically probably what she's going to wear, but imagine if she wore this and trying to like meet in the middle sometimes. And I did a tour predictions post for the Reputation Tour. And if you go back, my prediction for the dress she wears for dress on the tour is really not that far off from what she actually wore. I mean, I'm biased, but I think my prediction is better. But like (laughs) the, the ultimate costume that she ended up wearing, I mean, I understand that she needed like it needed to be separate pieces so that she could do costume changes and move to like the next set or the next song so it works when you think of dress I mean it wasn't really a dress it was a sheer thing on top of a leotard right so just there was an opportunity there for a really banging dress to be worn during Mm -hmm. dress they did the best they could with costuming within the context of a tour. It was, it was she looked hot in it. She she looked great, but yeah. it wasn't a dress. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, it's like kind of like a sleeveless robe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a probably a more appropriate descriptor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Devin's like, I wouldn't know. I didn't have to go. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. I just watched the DVD. <laughs> well, lucky for you, the DVD is very Luckily, good. Luckily, the DVD is super good. Other memorable moments from the live performance includes, as Devin mentioned earlier, the moment when Taylor sang, Say My Name and Everything Just Stops, and all the tour lights went out for a couple seconds mm. and then came back on, and I don't want you as a best friend. And the crowd like went crazy during that time, which was just like... So cool. It was so unexpected because at no other point during the concert had the lights gone out like that other than the beginning. And we all had the light up bracelets and like those weren't lit up. And 
That's pretty cool. Wow. And then also during the performance, as you kind of alluded to earlier, the backup dancers wore these large fabric dresses that were honoring the work of uh, Louis Fuller. And there was an epitaph on the live video recording and during the tour that read, In honor of Louis Fuller, 1862 to 1928, pioneer in the arts, dance, and design. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, Louis Fuller was an American actress and dancer who was a pioneer of both modern dance and theatrical lighting techniques. So in multiple shows, she would experiment with like a long skirt choreographing its movements and playing with the way that it reflected light in different ways because she was also interested in designing the lights and how it all worked. In 1891, she combined her choreography with silk costumes illuminated by multicolored lighting that she designed herself, and she created a work that was called the Serpentine Dance. Mm. So during dress, Taylor's dancers recreated this Serpentine Dance. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is, like, so cool. Also, like, A, that Taylor, like, could honor this woman and her work and what a pioneer she was. I mean, you see that she lived, you know, in a time where not a lot of women were pioneering in that way like and creating things and we don't necessarily even hear her name you know when you hear modern dance you hear like I had never heard of her yeah and Devin's a dancer yeah and also just the fact that she could connect it with a serpentine dance when it was everything when she was being called a snake and the whole idea of reputation in the snake Mm -hmm. and that she could honor the work with her dancers doing that choreography I just think it's so cool and if you didn't even look into this you'd never know that yeah Except for that she puts her name up there. And so it just was really awesome Googling her and, like, learning more about it. Very cool. Yeah. When the song first came out, (laughs) and I didn't remember hearing this discourse at the time, but apparently some fans thought it was about Ed Sheeran because of the lyrics, I don't want you as a best friend, and there's an indentation in the shape of you. Oh. Referencing the fact that they were friends and Ed Sheeran's song, Shape of You. Oh. uh, To which Sheeran replied, I don't think it's about me. If you read into it, it's not. She mentioned someone with a buzz cut haircut, and I've never had a buzz cut. <laughs> Which I think is awkward. So, funny. so awkward. <laughs> did you did you know about that? I actually think I remember that interview that Ed gave, but I mean, I think he was also constantly denying that there was anything between the two of them for for a while because proximity to Taylor Swift, and you just. There, there's an assumption that you're dating because what else could possibly be going on? Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just be friends. Or that's, collaborators. No, simply not. Simply not, not. Not possible. Yeah. So I just thought that was very, very funny. Wow. Especially I love shape that. of you is a very generalized term, yeah. I'd say. An but, indentation in the shape of you is like literally what it means. Yeah. But people love to read into like every line. So, you know. But you know, the that specific buzz cut line I mm-hmm. think gives us the best context that this song is about Joe. So flashback when you met me, your buzz cut and my hair bleached. Taylor and Joe famously met the night of the Met Gala 2016 when Taylor was the co-chair and she had her hair bleached and uh, Joe's hair was buzz cut. Mm. She did not date Joe immediately after the Met right. Gala, right? As, as we talked Long about. Long story short, it was the wrong guy. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. That's the lyric. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> she's so proud. She's <laughs> I got the lyric right. I got the uh, lyric right. She dated guys. Tom Hiddleston after right. it. Tom, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. But Joe did have a buzz cut then, and they did meet, and she was intrigued by him. 
Yeah, so I just love how intimate this song is, and it plays with the idea of Taylor's life with Joe out of the public eye. Everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing about all the silence and patience, pining and anticipation my hands are shaking from holding back from you. Mm. This is part of their relationship that's really theirs and theirs alone. And though we get this window into it from her writing this song Mm -hmm. for all of us, it's this like intimate thing that no one knows about what goes on in their privacy. And that's really cool for them and really special. And still, like no one knows. Like they're they're just doing their thing and we don't know anything about it. And that's awesome. Good for them. I love that. Yeah. But I do love how like there have been little glimpses where like accepting her album of the year Grammy, Mm -hmm. she thanked him. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like really cool. And like, yeah, like we can do that, you know? And like her saying that, you know, Joe is William Bowery and all those things. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So Sarah, what is your favorite line from this song? I mean, the entire bridge, which we've talked about, but the entire bridge really just undoes me. Um, but for me, it's the lyrical pairing and the tiny switch between even in my worst times, you could see the best in me. And even in my worst lies, you saw the truth in me. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite part in the whole song. Mm. So good. Yeah. That's actually the second part is my favorite. Oh, oh. or the first part. Taste. 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 I know. We have a lot of similar. Taste. (laughs) Even in my worst times, you could see the best of me. It's just, it's so special. And it really makes me think about how much I love reputation, how much I love call it what you want. Mm. Like these beautiful moments of her finding the people who see her and know her for her amidst all the chaos. It's just so special. It makes me emotional. Mm. And I just love that, like... You know, as someone who, like, sometimes feels anxiety or chaotic or out of the world, like, just knowing that, like, you, Devin, know me and, like, no matter what, like, that's, it's really nice and special. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What's your favorite line? Mine is, and this is no surprise because <laughs> we've all said it like five times, the I'm spilling wine in the bathtub. You kiss my face. I'm about drunk. <laughs> it's such a good image. Oh my God. And I just love how she sounds singing it is so good. Mm-hmm. And the, the, oh, it's just like. For me, what gets me about the even in my worst lies, you saw the truth in me is how really I feel like that line is reputation distilled. Mm. Like, that's what the album really is about. The album is about the perception of her reputation to the public and what people think that she's like and juxtaposed with the quiet nurtured reality that was going on in the background that that was Mm -hmm. actually happening Mm -hmm. and this album is about that relationship that blossomed amidst the worst hell she'd ever been through (laughs) based on based on lies and he saw the truth in her through all of that that that's what i think that's why that line just really mm. hits me yeah oh yeah so good it's a sermon special <laughs> literally so special. literally you know and me listening to this album more and more i am i totally am just blown away by mm-hmm. her and and how she was able to distill these taking a word from you to distill these feelings and emotions in this album in this time and to put things so succinctly and and personally and and to show what she was feeling and going through and 
yeah, to throw some shade, Mm -hmm. definitely, but to really express how she was feeling through all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's just such an incredible album. And I think, too, like, not only did she do that and then make it also where, like, we all know, like, who've been on the journey with her felt it so deeply, but also... We can all relate to the album, too. And we've never gone through an experience in that way. Right. And that's amazing that she's able to do all those things at yeah. once. God, it's like, so fantastic. So good. I know. I know we, we talk about it all the time, but, like, I do wish you had seen that tour. Me, too. <laughs> me, too. He's like, yeah, me, too. <laughs> so, Sarah, on a scale of one to ten golden tattoos... What would you give this song? This is one of my all-time favorite Taylor songs. It's in my top 30 playlist. So for okay. me, it's at least a nine. Okay. Nice. How about you, Devin? From <laughs> one to ten golden tattoos. So this is still relatively new to me. And I am just getting on this hype train now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I'm going to give Dress eight at the moment. And it is definitely climbing the ranks. Like, I'm I'm vibing with it. Mm-hmm. So eight for now and definitely has room to grow. I love it. And Gab, how about you? In a scale of one to ten golden tattoos, what would you give this song? I think that I am also going to give this song nine golden tattoos. Okay. All right. This song, I mean, it really, I mean, it's just so fantastic. It has everything that Taylor's good at. And I think that I need to get over my bashfulness and mm-hmm. listen to it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I will, I will listen to this with you any day of the week. Well, yeah. For sure. <laughs> totally. So good. It is. It's... Gosh. <laughs> What's the false god episode going to be like for you guys? <laughs> Truly. Mm. <laughs> with that sultry saxophone. Mm. Yeah, I, I do. I, I love this song. I think it's extremely well written. Awesome. It's it's very hard for me to sing because I can't hit the high notes, but mm. that doesn't really matter when it comes to writing the song. No. <laughs> if I'm able to sing it or not. Singability. On, on a scale of singability. On a scale of how easily is this song sung? Sarah, is there anything about dress that you feel like we missed or that you want to cover before we tell everyone where they can find all your stuff? No, I think you guys covered it really well. I think, again, kind of like how I mentioned in the Dear John episode, dress benefits from having a tour performance and a visual that you can relate to in your mind. But I just hope that your dress dress looks and feels however you want your dress 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 to look like. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) So Sarah, please share with all our Tata Z listeners everywhere they can find all your wonderful content. Yay. Uh, So if you want to uh, follow more of my fashion content on all things Taylor, you can find the Taylor Swift Style blog at taylorswiftstyle.com, on Instagram at taylorswiftstyle.duh, with a D at the end, and on Twitter at tswiftstyle. Yes, and the content. I mean, I'm sure most of you are following and have followed since the last episode, but Sarah is a must follow. It is just fantastic insight, content. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yay, thanks, guys. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tay to Z podcast and give us all your thoughts. All of them. Do you love dress? Oh, 
Have you not listened to dress that much? Yeah. Is it too sexy for you? <gasps> what dress do you picture as the, the dress? dress. <laughs> we want to hear it all, so please be sure to check us out on Instagram. Give us your thoughts. Also, please be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you have a moment, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would so appreciate it. Yeah. So next episode, we're getting into the E. Oh my God, our New fifth letter. letter. That's so exciting. New letter. Woo! With Enchanted from Speak Now. Oh, we haven't had a Speak Now song oh, in a while. That's oh, awesome. Exciting. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>